Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. We are here for episode two. Today, my mind is running at a million miles per minute. There's a lot going on in my head today. Lots of different thoughts floating around. So we're really in it for this episode. We don't know where it's going to take us. I guess that's kind of a good thing, though, because now I have someone to share all of these thoughts with. This past week has been such a whirlwind. We'll get into that in a sec, but I first wanted to paint a picture because I've leveled up my setup a little bit. I'm no longer sitting on the floor. I am actually sitting in a chair. What a concept. When I recorded the first episode, I was sitting on the floor and in turn, my back hurt, my butt hurt, everything hurt. My neck hurt from being hunched over for so long. So now I'm sitting in a chair. That's big, big news over here. I just ate an Uncrustable, which causes a lot of controversy when I eat Uncrustables, and I'll tell you why. So to make a long story short, I peel the crust off of my Uncrustables. Listen, I know there's not really a quote-unquote crust on Uncrustables. That's why they're titled that, right? For some reason, I can't eat it unless the outside edge is peeled off. I've always been such a picky eater when it comes to crust. And to this day, I still don't really like crust on most breads unless it's like a fresh bakery type of bread. But if it's like the Dave's killer bread, I'm so sorry, but I will not eat the crust. It's how I was raised. It's who I am at this point. You know, it's just nothing's going to change. Let's move on. I'm going to tell you about my week because there's just so much to talk about. First of all, I launched this podcast, episode one came out, and I have never been so positively overwhelmed with so many emotions all at once. The day I launched my podcast was so crazy. I didn't expect the response that I got, and to hear that my message resonated with so many of you made me so happy because that's obviously the goal with my podcast, to help anyone out, to make anyone else feel understood, to tell my thoughts and have those validated in a way because sometimes when you have all of these thoughts going on in your head you just feel so alone you're like does anyone else feel like this so it was just so crazy that so many of you needed to hear what i was talking about and i'm just so so blessed so lucky i want to give a big virtual hug and kiss to all of you because the support was insane we were hitting the charts on apple podcast on spotify i think on apple at one point we are in top 10 and i just checked And on Spotify, we are in the top five right now. I know it's not always going to stay like that, but just the fact that we even reached that is wild. I already love our community that we're creating on here. It feels very safe. I know I can trust all of you and it's just really great to feel understood. Yesterday, my older sister Kayla got married. I was the maid of honor and what a crazy day that was. I know it's supposed to be the bride's best day of her life, which I'm pretty sure it was, but tell me why it was also one of the best days of my life. (laughs) And it wasn't about me at all, but just seeing my sister, my best friend get married was so crazy. Having all of our family together was really special. I don't know how many of you know this, but basically half of my family lives in New York because that's where my mom grew up and that's where her side of the family lives. When she met my dad, a local boy who lived in Hawaii, Obviously, that's where his side of the family lives. That's where we live now, but the rest of my mom's family still lives in New York. And so having us all together for Kayla's wedding was so nice because it has been ages since everyone's been together. I think the last time every single person from the family was together was 30 years ago at my parents' wedding. So it has been a big, fat, juicy minute since that's happened, and it was just such a big blessing to have everyone here and healthy. Family is something that's really, really important to me, and I don't really talk about my family that much on my social media just because it's a part of my life that I love keeping private, and it's really special to me, so I don't really share too much. I was indeed a little bit of a wreck, 
and I really thought I could hold it together. In my head, I was like, you know what? This will be easy. I'm simply going to quote unquote, turn off my humanity. That's what they do in the Vampire Diaries. If you're not a watcher, basically the vampires in the show have the ability to turn off the humanity side in their brain so they don't really have any human feelings or any cares in the world. And I was like, you know what? I already know I'm going to be a mess, but if I just set my mind to it, I bet I can keep my composure. When I tell you I have never had so many mixed emotions all at once, it was, uh, I have never felt like that. I was walking down the aisle and I was the last to go before my sister walked down the aisle and I blacked out. And by blacked out, I don't mean that I was, I was on one. I was, you know, a little drunk. No, I blacked out in the sense that if you asked me to remember anything about walking down the aisle, I could not tell you. All I remember is one, looking at the wedding coordinator who was cueing all of the bridesmaids to walk in. I looked at her and I remember telling her, I think I'm about to pee my pants. And I remember her telling me, it's okay, just walk. And so that's what I did, except minus the walking because I'm pretty sure I half ran, half skipped, half galloped, stomped down the aisle. Really excited to see how that's gonna look in the wedding footage because Oh my goodness, there was so much emotions mixed in one. I was already feeling wired just seeing my sister already in her wedding outfit about to walk down the aisle and get married. So basically, I went through every emotion possible yesterday in a good way. It was such an amazing time. She had the most magical wedding. I made a little highlight on my Instagram because I did a wedding recap. If you want to watch, it's under the happy highlight on my main Instagram, avajules underscore. It was just the most beautiful wedding ever. The venue was absolutely stunning. I also wanted to update you because I did a maid of honor speech, which for me, I get really nervous about public speaking. And I spoke about this in my last podcast, but I've always had a big fear surrounding standing up in front of a crowd, whether it's a classroom yesterday it was a wedding of 130 people i have just always been someone to get so nervous standing up in front of people and presenting something or talking about something it's been something that i've worked on for a long time i remember i've done a few conferences for social media stuff i remember i did a little panel at vidcon a few years ago the amount of panic nervousness fear and anxiety i felt is just so scary. So every time I know that I have to get up on a stage and talk to people, I kind of already have that fear because I know how it went the prior time. Usually when I'm doing these things, the whole time my heart is like palpitating through my chest. I feel like the whole world can hear my heart beating through it. I'll sweat, I'll stumble over my words. So that's been a really big goal of mine to get better. And I wanted to update you on this. I'm telling this story because yesterday I did my maid of honor speech and I was nervous, but I wasn't sick nervous sometimes i freak myself so much to the point of almost on the verge of a panic attack sometimes i will have kind of a panic attack over public speaking but i really put myself to the test yesterday because i've been working on my communication skills i feel like i'm improving a little bit i went up on the stage and i took a deep breath my heart was not beating through my chest i felt relatively calm and at the beginning of my speech i told the crowd i was like Hey everyone, usually when I'm giving speeches, it's alone in my room talking to a camera, not actual 3D human beings, but here we are, so we'll see how this goes. I did my speech, which was about four and a half minutes, and it went really well. I did stumble over some of my words a little bit. I could feel myself kind of closing up and getting nervous at some points, but there was just so much progress from the last time that I've spoken in front of a crowd, and I'm really proud of myself for that. But I will say this, I do give a pretty killer maid of honor speech so if anyone out there is looking for maid of honors that was the best day of my life hire me <laughs> i'll probably never be a maid of honor again but i'm really glad i had that experience it was so fun if you're new here 
you might have caught on to this by now, but sometimes I sing my words. And if that's annoying, I'm sorry, but the grind doesn't stop. If you're also someone who struggles a little bit with communication skills, standing up in front of a class or a crowd, presenting something, talking about something, just know that over time you can get better, you can improve, and each time it will get a little bit easier. I know how hard it is to have all these feelings go on inside of you and have to act like you're totally calm and confident. It can be a really hard thing, especially because personally, I feel like you can just see it on my face when I'm nervous. And while the quote, fake it till you make it is great, what if you're not good at faking it? Then what? Because I'm not good at faking it sometimes. So I don't know. I thought I'd tell that little story and update you. I've also been staying at my parents' house the last few days, which has been interesting just because I obviously want to spend time with my family while they're there. My grandparents from New York are staying at my parents' house and I didn't want to miss out on any of the fun. So I've been staying over too. I was exiled to the couch <laughs> because obviously I'm going to give my grandparents my room and my bed to sleep in. The one thing I definitely do miss is my routine. I am through and through a creature of habits. So being at my parents' house and not at my own place, I I've kind of felt all over the place with my workout routines, my normal eating habits, my workflow that I usually have. It's kind of been all jumbled, which is definitely okay. And I've started to come to the point where instead of feeling guilty about it and getting down on myself for, oh, I haven't worked out as much as I usually do this week, I'm trying to just enjoy the time that I have at home again because this is not something that happens often where all of my family is in town and I get to have all of this wonderful, wonderful family time. So if any of you experience this when you are thrown out of your routine a little bit say you're not on your normal grind it is okay I feel like we can all be a little bit easier on ourselves and enjoy the moment that we have routines will always be there your progress will not just magically go away within a few days a few weeks it's good to get thrown out of your routine sometimes and I'm kind of feeling like that right now but it's been really nice I feel like as I get older I start to value family time more I feel like a lot of people in their teenage years go through this little kind of rebellious phase where you're like, my family will always be there. It's fine if I neglect it for a little while while I go through this teenage moment. Cause I feel like it's definitely a teenage, a typical teenage emotion to go through the phase where you're kind of just wanting your freedom away from your family, especially if you grow up with strict parents. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of children go through that where they have stricter parents and that builds a little bit of resentment towards them so I think in a way maybe some of you don't deal with this but for me I definitely went through a little teenage phase obviously I still cared about my parents so so much but not to the degree that I do now I feel like now I have such a deeper appreciation for them it's weird because I feel like as you get older you start to see your parents more as actual people rather than just your parents it's so odd to understand that your parents are actually people outside of being parents and they had a life before you even existed i don't think about that too often but i was like oh my gosh you know they're more than just parents like they are their own person and they had complete lives before i even came into existence so i feel like now i'm in my 20s sometimes that can be really hard coming to that realization because you're like oh shit I'm not the only one that's growing up. My parents are also getting older. Everyone else is growing up around me too. My grandparents, my aunties, my uncles, everyone's getting older just like how I am. And sometimes you don't realize that, but when you do, and I had this realization maybe a few years ago, I feel like you start to value the family time a little bit more. That's why this last week was so special because everyone got to be there, everyone's in good health, and who knows when we're all gonna get to be together again at the same place at the same time. So this week was definitely super special. I've given you all the updates, my favorite moments of this week, obviously launching the podcast and the wedding, but let's talk about what's on my mind today. Honestly, 
a lot. There's a ton of thoughts floating through my brain right now. And I think if I were to dive into every single one of them, I would put you to sleep and this episode would be 5,000 hours long. So I'm going to talk about what's at the forefront of my brain right now. And that is growing up, the reality of growing up, how growing up is really weird. And while it's an exciting time, it can also be pretty uncomfortable. I'm currently in my early 20s. I'm 21. And there's a lot to navigate with this whole growing up thing. This topic kind of came to my mind because it's so funny. When someone close to you gets married, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, when is it your turn? You're next. Like, ha ha ha. When are you getting married? And I'm just like, no. I get this question a lot on social media of, oh my gosh, when are you going to get married? And I'm like, guys, slow down. I'm 21. I know some people get married younger than me or at my age, but that is just not me. I'm really in no rush to get married. And yes, I've been in my relationship for a while, but I just, I don't, I don't want that right now. I don't feel like that's in my near future. When I got asked that yesterday about when my wedding is, I was just like, oh my gosh. So that's why all of these thoughts about growing up came into my head. I've been thinking about how weird growing up is, especially the last few months, because I just had a big life change of moving into my own apartment after living in my parents' house for 21 years. Recently, that has just been a huge shift in my life, and I feel like I've really become an adult. This can happen with big life changes, whether it's moving out, whether whether it's finishing high school and going off to college, leaving your family to start a new life in college, getting married, any big life change, I feel like you might have these thoughts of, holy shit, I'm getting older. This isn't all fun and games anymore. I am actually an adult. And that's always been so interesting to me how so many of us as children, we're so excited to grow up. All we can think about is being 18, being 21, being in our 20s, becoming an adult and not being a kid anymore. I just feel like adulthood can be kind of romanticized sometimes. And we don't realize that until we're in it. And we're like, wait, this is actually hard. It's not always fun and games. It's not always, oh, I live away from my parents now. This is so fun. I have no rules anymore. I create my own life. Yes, it is fun, but there's so much more to growing up than the fun side there's actually to anyone young listening to this this is not to scare anyone but i'm just saying my experience and what i know other people have experienced growing up can kind of suck sometimes to anyone in high school or maybe you're in college and you're listening to this i remember when i was in high school and i was always looking forward to the next thing which is obviously very exciting and it's a good thing to have things to look forward to but sometimes when you're looking forward to the future so much you kind of forget about the moment that you're in and i think so Much of us live in a future-based mindset where we're constantly worried about what's going to happen next. When you're in high school, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for college. And then when you're in college, you're like, I can't wait to graduate and be done with school forever. And then you finish college, or if you don't go to college, you finish high school. And then you enter the quote unquote real world and it hits you like a tour bus. I don't know why I said tour bus and not just a regular bus because I think both would hurt equally as bad. I'm clearly trying to make a metaphor here, but after school is over, And if school is over after high school for you or you decide to go to college and then school's over after college, you still have so much to figure out. And this is a problem that I feel like so many people run into is the question of what am I doing with my life? What career am I going to pursue and what path am I going to take? A lot of people that I talk to that's about to finish college, they're like, oh shit, now that there's no more school left, I'm left with the question of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What career am I going to pursue? How am I going to make money? Because obviously you need money to live because that is the world we live in. And it kind of shittily enough, I know shittily is not a word, but I'm going to use it because it just makes sense. The world revolves around money and you need to make money to 
freaking live. So the question of what am I going to do with the rest of my life and how am I going to support the lifestyle that I want? How is that going to happen? I support both ways. If you're someone who wants to go to college and needs to go to college for the career that you desire, go off. I love that for you. You got this. On the other hand, you're someone who doesn't want to go to college and decides that that's not the path that you want to take. I also support that 100%. I support either way. Again, everyone has different paths, but at the end of the day, whether your schooling stops after high school or your schooling stops after college, you have to figure out what you're doing next. That's a really scary thing because I don't think a lot of people know. I don't even know sometimes what I'm going to do next and I have this career that I have now, but I don't always know where it's going to lead me. At some point, we all end up getting hit with that reality of, okay, I no longer have the kind of crutch of school to lean back on anymore. I have to full on face life now and figure out what the heck am I gonna do with it? I have two pieces of advice that might help with this. The first one is that you can take a lot of pressure off yourself by thinking of your job, your career, as your side gig to support your main gig. And your main gig is your personal life. And I saw this in a TikTok today and I was like, wait, this is so true. And all the comments were agreeing that that perspective changed their life and changed the way they're viewing their work because their work, how they make money, is the side gig to support their main gig. And the main gig is your actual life outside of work because work isn't everything. It can't be the only thing that our lives revolve around. So having your personal life and things you enjoy doing in that personal life, you use your side gig, aka your job, to support that. My second piece of advice, if you are someone who has no idea what you want to do, you feel like you have no passions, let me just say this, and I hope this advice, it's not really advice, it's more of an inspiration, an inspirational little thing I have to say. Essentially, almost anything in life can be turned into a job. Almost anything. Think about the person who names nail polish colors for a living. That is pretty cool if you ask me, and I just feel like that goes to prove the point that almost anything you might be passionate about, you can somehow find a way to make that your job and make money from it so you can support yourself. It's okay if it looks like everyone else around you has it all figured out, because I think a lot of it is just a facade and we're basically all figuring it out as we go. But everyone is passionate about something in life or multiple things. I don't know how I got on this tangent. You're going to notice I say this a lot because this is the On My Mind podcast and my mind never stays on one track. It's always going to go elsewhere. But truly, there's so much to figure out in our adult life. And me saying all of this isn't to scare anyone, but I think people need to hear the truth sometimes because I think adulthood can be really overly romanticized. And I wish when I was in high school, I would have gotten told that it's not always all fun and games and getting to do whatever you want. So enjoy the period of your life that you're in. Because if you're always focusing on what's going to happen next, you kind of forget to remain present and where you are now and sometimes it's hard to remain present especially when shit in high school is tough shit in college is tough you're going through girl drama you have bad grades and you feel like your life is over i'll talk about this in another episode we'll talk ooh, we'll talk all about high school don't you worry a lot of things in that period of my life felt like the end of the world and they weren't and even though i can't if i could go back in time and somehow sit down with my high school self with current me and the knowledge that i have obviously since i have hindsight knowledge now which is the best knowledge i would tell myself that all the things that i worry about that i stay up late at night thinking about and stressing over 
is not the end of the world. And as we get older, you gain more wisdom, you gain more knowledge, and you have a different outlook on life. But I'm definitely not invalidating the feelings that I was going through, the feelings that some of you may be going through right now, because when it's hard, it's hard. And when you're in that situation, it's really hard to think about when you're gonna get out of it and when things are gonna be okay again. It's hard to see on the bright side of things. I understand looking forward to what's next, especially if you're in a shitty situation. When I kind of exited the school scene, I was like, wow, there is so much out here to learn, to know, to experience. It's kind of crazy, kind of scary. I love the life I have now. And while I do look back at high school and I'm like, oh my gosh, things were so much more simple than I thought being a teenager was so fun, even though sometimes it was absolutely the worst thing in the world because when you're a teenager, I just feel like your emotions are everywhere and you don't know how to regulate them. So they're all over the place. That's how I was anyway. All of that being said, the fun that came with being a teenager, the sort of naiveness that came with it, the weird stuff that came with it, the shitty times that came with it, I'll miss it from time to time. Not that I would necessarily go back because I'll just, I'll let that live in 2017, 2018, 2019. I really do not need to relive that. I guess in a way, I have selective memory. And I think this happens when traumatic things happen when you're a teenager or honestly, any time in life. When you look back at them later, you kind of only remember the good parts or you'll only remember the bad parts. But for me, when I think about being a teenager, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. But if I actually sit and think about it, it wasn't always so fun and sparkly. There definitely were a lot of moments that I never want to relive. I will leave that happily in the past. Sometimes I do mourn my childhood in a way. And that was a really big thing for me when I moved out because I was mourning a big part of my childhood. I was moving out of my childhood house, my childhood bedroom, leaving behind my parents to start this new and exciting life. And I love this life, but also that can bring a lot of emotion because you're letting go of a part of you and stepping into a new era of life. And I think that can be uncomfortable, obviously, because big changes can usually be pretty uncomfortable but sometimes it's really hard to let go. Let me know if you also feel this way, but I feel like once you get to a certain age, kind of in your 20s is when I'm experiencing it, I feel like there's this unwarranted feeling of rush. Anytime someone asks me, Ava, when are you getting married? When do you want to have kids? I'm just like, look, don't ask me that because I don't know. All I know is that I don't right now. I probably will not for a while because I don't know, I've been in this stage of life where I don't enjoy the feeling of being rushed to do things anymore. At a certain point in my life, when I was a little bit younger, I was always just like, go, 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 let's do all of this, let's achieve everything. And now I'm kind of at a point in my life where I kind of like things slower and simpler. It's not always about achieving the next thing, what's the next big thing that's gonna happen. There's also a lot of joy in life when you can focus on the little things because the happy moments in life aren't only the big, grand, few and far between moments, but also the little ones. And there's going to be a lot more little happy moments than big happy moments. If you think about the things that make you happy in day-to-day life, they're usually small occurrences. For example, the sunlight pouring into your room or making your morning coffee. Those aren't big grand things, but they're small things that make you happy. Who cares about society's timelines? I feel like as a society, there's kind of this idea that, okay, by this age, you should be married. Then by this age, You should be secure in your career making money. By this age, that's when you start a family. I am so sorry. No, we are a new generation. (laughs) That sounded so cheesy. That's kind of why I said it weird, but we really are. I think it's up to our generation to kind of break down the idea that by certain ages, 
we should have done certain things in our life. A lot of people are great at this already and have completely just gave the middle finger to these timelines and did right by themselves. I love hearing how some people enjoy their simple life and how much joy they find in their daily routine, but I also love hearing how other people are the types to not really have a routine and they travel the world and go on all of these crazy adventures. While these two lifestyles are very different, they have one thing in common, and that's that these people followed their own rules that they made for themselves, their own timelines, their own lifestyles that they wanted to have for themselves. And while both lifestyles are very different, the more simple versus the more go, go, go travel life, they're both happy. And that's the goal, right? If you don't exactly know how you want your life to look like yet, that's okay. You don't have to know just yet. I don't really know what kind of lifestyle I desire yet because I haven't really tested out different ones. But when you put pressure on yourself to figure out these things and putting pressure on yourself in general isn't good, you'll feel so chaotic and you'll feel kind of like a failure in a way because you're like, why don't I have it figured out yet? You don't have to have it figured out yet. I don't have it figured out yet. I don't think a lot of people have it figured out yet. We're all constantly trying to find that answer for ourselves and that answer for everyone is gonna look very different. I just don't like rushing because I feel like it puts so much pressure and when you put pressure on things, it's just never good, it doesn't feel good. There's all of this like tension surrounding it. I'll have this thought and it's kind of been coming recurrently I'm trying to put an end to it because I will spiral into this hole of thinking, oh my gosh, I need to do this, this, this by a certain set time. And usually that time is quite rushed for myself. I'm like, I need to experience all these different things, try all these different things. Sometimes I'm like, by the end of this year, which is very unrealistic. There's only so much you can do without rushing. And you know how I feel about rushing. Do not do not like it. Because let's face it, I'm not going to achieve every single thing I want out of life by the end of this year, why am I putting all these weird timelines on myself? I'm becoming more aware of it when I spiral into that mindset of, I need to experience this by a certain time. I need to achieve another thing by this certain set of time. And I'm usually giving myself such a short timeline to even achieve these things. So all of these unrealistic expectations I'm placing on me in my brain are floating around in there. These thoughts just need to slow down because I need to understand that there is no timeline. I create the timeline and I clearly need to give myself more grace with it. Let me know if you've ever gone through this or felt like this. You can DM me on at my mind pod Instagram, but does anyone else ever think about how different their life would be right now if they had made a different choice? Because that is something I ask myself all the time. The place that I'm currently at in my life, the place that you are currently at in your life, you're there because you made certain choices to lead you there. Certain things happened in a way that led you to wherever you are right now. And sometimes it's scary. It's strange to think how different things would be if you'd made a different choice. What's coming to my head for my personal situation is I wonder what type of person I would have been. I wonder what kind of friends I would have made, what kind of experiences that I would have had if I had gone to college, like a bricks and mortar college. If you don't know what bricks and mortar is, because I don't think that's a very popular term, hold on, looking this up on Google because I don't know how to use my words to explain this properly. Google says that brick and mortar refers to a physical presence of an organization or business or school in a building rather than online. And the only college experience that I had was online. So I never got the dorm experience. I never got that college lifestyle experience, the meeting new people, the going to parties and whatever. I don't really know. I honestly have no idea what college is quite like because I've never gone to an actual college. So that sometimes raises a lot of questions for me. 
I'm happy with where I am and I'm happy that I made the decision to not do that because my path was a little bit different. I still can't help but wonder what would I be like? How different would things be right now? In kind of a messed up way, I think my brain does this and this is not to be morbid, but I've always felt like I'll never exist past the age of 30 which sounds really weird i'll try to explain this i can't truly articulate why i feel like this but i've always just been like i can't see myself being 31 like i just why do i have this feeling that i'm not gonna exist that's not to manifest anything bad's gonna happen to me but even when i was a teenager i would always be like i'm not gonna be in my 20s like i'm just gonna be a teenager forever i i don't picture myself being in my 20s i can't imagine it and at this point now that i'm in my 20s i'm like i can't picture being 26 why do i feel like i'll never be 27 in my 30s, in my 40s, in my 50s, I cannot picture that. And because I can't picture it, that's why I feel constantly rushed to experience all that I want out of my life in such a short period of time, which isn't good. I put all of this pressure on myself and I just need to slow down. So I'm working on eliminating this weird idea I have stuck in my head that I won't exist past a certain age because I'm pretty sure those are just my intrusive thoughts getting in the way, getting the best of me. But it just sucks because this time those thoughts are coming to me in the form of thinking that something bad is going to happen to me and I won't be here long enough to experience all that I desire out of life. It's very frustrating, but how I'm trying to work through this is differentiating these anxious thoughts from gut feelings because sometimes it's hard to tell the two apart. I can dive more into this in a future episode, but I learned recently how to tell the difference between the two, so let me break it down. Basically, anxiety thoughts are the thoughts that nag at you, that make you think something bad's gonna happen, but gut feelings are when you know something is going to happen. Your intuition will know when things are wrong. And I know it's hard when you feel like your intuition is broken, especially if you're someone like me who overthinks a lot of things. But I looked it up on Google so I could give a little bit of a better explanation here. And the question I put in is, how do I know if it's anxiety or gut feeling? And this article says, that sense of knowing you recognize as a gut feeling tends to come up in specific situations or when thinking about a certain person. This intuition usually leads you toward a concrete decision or action. Anxiety, on the other hand, tends to focus on the future and often has less definition. So even reading that just now made me feel a lot better because this weird thought that I have that I'm not going to exist is so amorphous. It's more of just like a nagging thought I have in my head. It doesn't have any true gut feeling behind it and it's all future focused. And like I've said before, I'm someone who worries about the future a lot. And so I know that this weird feeling, this weird idea I have stuck in my head is an anxiety, anxious feeling. It's not fact. It's just my brain being really annoying, honestly. And she needs to stop. I'm talking to my brain right now. Please stop that. It's really annoying. One thing that's been hard for me is seeing people live completely different lives than me and knowing that I'll never have that life, even if I want it. For example, I see a lot of young girls, young women in their 20s living in New York City. Sometimes I get sad over the fact that that's not going to be me. And while there's still time to do that, I just don't see that in my real near future. But it just looks so glamorous and fun living in such a big city in your young 20s, meeting all of these new people. Meanwhile, I'm over here and it's interesting because I know some people envy me living in Hawaii 
it's just so weird because it's a cycle of everyone wishing they had a life that they don't have. I won't experience growing up in a city. I won't experience what it's like to get married young. I just feel like there's all these things that I might get envious of sometimes. And my best example is the New York City one. We only have the life that we have. We're never going to have someone else's life. And instead of freaking out about the fact that I'll never experience these certain things because I live a different life, it's kind of a beautiful thing that we all have such different experiences and different lives. I think it can be a really beautiful thing. It's impossible to live every different type of life that you could live, whether that's living in the country and you have all these animals, you live on a farm, living in a big city and living that life or living on an island and living the island life, living in the suburbs. I just feel like it's almost impossible to experience all of those different things. And if I don't, I've learned that that's okay. The life that each of us live is so individual to ourselves and that in its own way is beautiful. Even if you don't feel like your life is glamorous, even if you don't feel like your life is enviable, someone probably does envy it. I feel like that's just always human nature to wonder about a life that we won't have or that we don't currently have. Human curiosity is a really interesting thing because I'll just think about, oh, I wonder what I would be like if I didn't grow up in Hawaii. What if I grew up somewhere else? Would I be different? Probably, yeah. I would probably have a different life trajectory. What if for my first move, I didn't stay in Hawaii and I moved all the way to New York City? My life would probably look completely different. That is all so normal to think about. What if, what if, what if? I saw this quote a while ago and it didn't resonate back then, but I saved it and it resonates now. I recently found it again. You can interchange the universe with God or whatever you believe in, but I'm just going to be reading straight from this quote. It says, if you obsess over whether you're making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda once you make any decision. It works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. When I read this for the first time, it really gave me an interesting perspective shift because I always thought that every decision that I made was either right or wrong. I never really understood that sometimes things aren't just right or wrong. To kind of put this into a situation that I think a lot of you might relate to, say you are choosing between a few different colleges. Every college is going to give you such a different experience. If you go to college A, you're going to meet friends that you'll never meet if you went to college B. But then again, if you go to college B, you're never going to meet the friends you met in college A. There's all of these choices and possibilities in life and paths that we can take, and they're all going to result in different things, which is really exciting. There's usually not a wrong choice when it comes to choosing between colleges. I know everyone believes in different things. Maybe you're someone who believes in the universe or God, whatever you believe in. When you have a path and that path can split off in two very different directions, there's usually no wrong choice. The world isn't against you. The world, God, the universe is rooting for your happiness. There's so many different directions that life can go in. And you're going to have so many different choices in life that can change how your life goes. It's not always, this is the right choice, this is the wrong choice. They're just different choices. I know it's hard when you kind of want to live both choices, but sometimes when you have to pick, you just have to be okay with that. If you don't get to live out every single version of your life that you wish you could, that is okay. It's part of the human experience to have different directions than everyone. Everyone can't live the same life. We all do have so much time ahead of us, and the downside of rushing is that you don't enjoy life's moments. And that's what life is about, living in the present moment, enjoying exactly where you're at. And sometimes I know when we're going through hard moments, it's really tough to enjoy them. 
Sometimes they are not enjoyable. Things always get better. If you are going through a hard period in your life right now, it won't always be like this. And that's so hard to realize, but you will come out of it. Your bad moments don't last forever. Bad days are just like regular days. They're 24 hours. I know sometimes bad days turn into bad weeks, bad months. And those moments always feel impossible. They feel tough. I've been there. But think about it like this. If you are currently listening to this podcast episode, that means you are here, you have made it through every hardship that you've faced up until this point in your life, and you've gotten through it. You made it out. And that's how it's going to be with other things that may go wrong in life. You're going to get through it. You're going to come out stronger, even if it doesn't happen immediately. I know sometimes issues in life can really tear us down and beat us to the ground, but you will always come back stronger, even if it takes a little bit. I remember going through my first heartbreak in high school and it's just crazy because it felt like the end of my world. I thought I would never get through it. Here I am now. I'm no longer broken by that. I thought I would never feel happy again. I thought I would never be able to love again. As dramatic as that might sound, that's really how I felt. As tough and as horrible as it felt to go through that, now that I've made it through, yes, it took quite some time, I've learned so much about myself, about what I value out of relationships, about how I wanted my next one to go, and it led to so much personal growth that I would have never experienced otherwise. Honestly, in a weird way, it was one of the best things to happen to me. And now I can give really great relationship advice to people who truly need it, and I feel stronger. I feel good again. And so that's something you have to look forward to if you're currently in a shitty time or if you go through one soon. Just remember that there are always good days ahead for you. You will experience happiness again. In the meantime, try to do small things that bring you joy. Maybe that's blasting your favorite feel-good music on a car ride or watching your comfort movie or TV show. If you're someone who's into visualizing and that really works for you, maybe take a cold shower. Picture the shower washing away your negative feelings and thoughts and picture yourself when you're exiting the shower as a renewed person. That's not going to work for everyone, but I'm someone who kind of likes visualizing. Sometimes it works, so try that out. You'll be surprised how how much a simple mindset shift can change how you feel. Those are some examples of small things that you can do. But it's moments like that that we miss out on if we're always just rushing and worrying about what's going to happen next. It's definitely a hard cycle to break because I know so many of us are worrying about the future and I used to be like that too. I would worry about the future, worry about what I'm going to do next because let's be honest, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a year. I do not have an answer for that. I have some goals. I have general ideas. But I have no idea how life is going to go and I've let go of the expectations of how the future is going to be because the future doesn't even really exist. If you think about yourself five years ago and you think about yourself now, do you think that you five years ago could even remotely guess where you're at now, what you're doing now? No. When I was 16, I thought when I was 21, shit, I didn't even know what I was going to think. I honestly probably thought that I was going to be partying it up and girl I am not <laughs> when we're so worried about what the future is going to hold we just miss the present and the present moment is the only thing that exists I'm currently in my 20s and it's something that I've been looking forward to but now that I'm in it I noticed that I'm starting to mourn my old life and it's been really hard for me to accept that my childhood is over I'm probably not going to live in the same house as my parents ever again you know I'm not going to play on the street with my neighborhood friends I'm not going to know what it's like to have an after school grilled cheese and turn on the Bernstein Bears and have that be the highlight of my life it's really weird once you start getting older knowing that 
your childhood is kind of gone. And like I said before, it's just so weird because when we're children, all we can think about is being adults and growing up. And then once you actually get there, you're like, oh shit. I kind of miss childhood. I miss things feeling so innocent and not serious because so many things get serious as you get older. There's a lot more things in life to worry about. But just because your childhood is quote unquote over, that doesn't always mean you have to stop acting like a kid. And I mean that in the sense that you should still do things for your inner child. For example, say as a kid, one of your favorite things to do was play with Legos. Who said you can't have a huge Lego section in your house, in your apartment, wherever you live. Who said you can't do that? Legos aren't just for kids. Acting silly, building sandcastles at the beach. I don't know, everyone has such different childhoods and such different memories from their childhood. You can still do them as an adult. And I think when you do things for your inner child, so much happiness comes from that. In my experience, one of the biggest parts of my childhood was my DS. I loved playing my DS. I was a big Super Mario Bros. girl. I loved playing the one where you have to go through different levels and you reach different worlds and basically you're trying to save Princess Peach and then you go defeat Bowser, blah, blah, blah. During quarantine, when that first hit, I bought a Nintendo Switch and I got that game and it was so, so fun. I have never had such pure joy like that in so long. And that's because I was pleasing such a big part of my inner child and it felt so, so good. Even just doing things that feel really nostalgic for you can sometimes be really nice. I used to play a lot of Guitar Hero on the Wii when I was little. And to this day, when I'm on a car ride and I'm kind of tired of my current playlist, I'll remember, oh my God, let's go play Guitar Hero 3 playlist on Spotify. All of the songs that I used to jam out to on level easy because I could never do level medium on that Guitar Hero game. I will listen to those songs. I'll listen to Slow Ride. I'll listen to School's Out for Summer. I'll listen to Barracuda. I'll listen to Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And I will sob for no reason. I posted an Instagram story about this a long time ago of me listening to these songs and genuinely sobbing. And I think because my inner child was so happy to hear this music because I hadn't listened to it in years, it was such a big part of my childhood. And whatever was a big part for your childhood, I think if you do more of that as an adult, it is just so satisfying and good for the soul. Why not do little things like that that bring you so much joy? Because being an adult is hard. There's so much that comes along with it. Paying bills, figuring out what the hell am I doing with my life? All of these daunting things. There's obviously a lot of upsides to being an adult and you have more privileges. You have pretty much free range over how your life is going to go because it's almost completely up to you. I think there's a lot of amazing things that come with adulthood. So yes, while so much of it is hard, there still are things to look forward to. It's an interesting split between feeling like being adult is absolutely the worst thing in the world and also feeling like it's the best thing in the world. Because then again, even though I miss childhood and miss how innocent and pure and fun and easy it was, I don't want to be a kid again. And even if I could be a kid again, it's not even possible to go back. So what's the point in wishing things could go back to the way they were when they just won't? It would be nice to not like pay bills. But anyway, something that comforts me is knowing that I'm not alone. Everyone every day is figuring it out. No one has it all figured out. Even if there's someone who you think has it all figured out, I can almost guarantee you that they don't. If you think I do, if you're someone who looks at my page and you're like, ah, she's got it figured out, babe, 
like I said, I have no idea what I'm doing in a year. I have no idea where my life's taking me and I don't know where I want it to take me. We're all just figuring it out. There's no real guidebook to growing up, you know? There's no class in school that teaches you how to be a functioning adult and how to be happy with all of that. Navigating adulthood can be really hard and obviously there's people who can give advice, but everyone's advice comes from their own life experiences, which is great but it doesn't always directly apply to you because everyone's life and everyone's goals in life are different. What it comes down to is what do you want to do with your life? And that's going to be a different answer for everyone. Taking it step by step is so important. This all goes back to rushing. And I think when we just take baby steps, baby steps still make progress. That is something I always tell myself, even if I'm not making strides in my goals in life. If I'm taking baby steps, I'm still moving forward. Sometimes I might take a step or two back or four or five or six, but we are always going to be moving forward because that's just how life goes. Even if some things don't go our way, things have an interesting way of working out in our favor. When shitty things happen, it's really hard to tell myself this in the moment, but I will try to remember that things don't happen to me. They happen for me. And if you can tell yourself that, if you can kind of believe that, you'll find so much comfort there. And obviously, I'm not talking about certain tragedies that may happen in life that come out of nowhere. I'm more so talking about normal shitty stuff that might happen. For example, I've heard so many stories of people getting rejected from their quote-unquote dream school, and then they find so much happiness at their second or third school that they wanted to go to, but they really wanted to go to that dream school. It was the end of the world when they didn't make it in and they ended up exactly where they belonged and it wasn't at that dream school. So certain things like that, I think when you don't get accepted into your dream school or your top choice, mindset shifts like that can make such a big difference if you're like, okay, this sucks. I'm acknowledging that. Definitely acknowledge your feelings because it's not good to push away your feelings. Once you've processed it a little bit, you can be like, okay, maybe that wasn't meant for me. Let's see what else is in store because if that happened, that means that something else better is coming. Personally, I feel like figuring it out as you go is the best because it's very overwhelming to tackle life and it's daunting issues all at once. It's pretty impossible. If you can just take things one step at a time and figure it out as you go, there's a lot more ease in that. Sometimes I'll look at old pictures or videos and I'll feel happily nostalgic. I'll be like, aw, that was such a fun time. And other times I'll do the same thing, looking at old pics, old videos, and I'll spiral. If I'm in a happy mindset and in my present life, I'm happy with where things are at, I'll look at old stuff and be like, aw, cute. But if I am not doing too well and I look at old stuff, I will just mourn that period of my life. And I hate when the latter happens because then you look at even more old photos and videos and you're like, oh my gosh, I have changed so much. I don't look like that anymore. I don't have the same friends anymore. So much has changed. Nothing's the same. Things will never be the same. That can be a really hard thought to come to terms with, knowing that things will never be the same. But there's kind of beauty in that. Five years from now, a lot of things in your life are going to look completely different. And I feel like that all comes down to how you look at things. That can be a really scary thing, or you can look at that as a beautiful thing because in life, we're always learning and growing and becoming new people. I know that can be a scary thing because sometimes we're like, I don't even know who I wanna be, who I wanna become. I wanna be the best version of myself, but what does that look like? But truly, I have thought about this and I came to the conclusion that I don't think we ever quote unquote 
find ourselves what does that even mean oh i'm finding myself like okay babe where are you finding it like on amazon on target where where are we finding ourselves here it doesn't work like that i think we create ourselves we create the people we want to become i'll notice how much i've really changed when i think about what my priorities what i used to value used to look like when i was a teenager versus what they look like now my priorities and what i want out of life is completely different than what i thought i wanted a few years ago And that's okay for your thoughts and feelings to change. I feel like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves for changing our opinions. And sometimes I just feel like people don't get it. It's okay for your opinions to change. It's okay for what you want to change. Sometimes people won't understand that because they don't see the inner growth and what you've gone through, but it all makes sense to you. So it's okay for how you feel to change, what you want out of life to change, what you desire, what you value, what you prioritize. That all happens because we're all constantly learning, constantly growing, changing, and your ideas and your thoughts are going to change with you. I think we can all work on giving ourselves more grace with the timelines we have for how our life should go. I've kind of come to a point where I no longer create the idea that I must do this by the time I'm 25 and by the time I'm 27 this must happen because when things don't go our way it tends to end us feeling really defeated and helpless So I'm tired of putting these expectations on myself. I feel like it doesn't really help. I am trying to obviously keep my goals and have aspirations, but it's okay to not have these strict expectations of how things are going to go because things almost never go how we think they're going to go. Because like I said, we can't plan for the future because it doesn't exist. I know the whole idea of the future doesn't exist might not make sense. In my head, it makes sense. So I'll try to verbalize why I don't think the future exists. We're never in the future. We're always in the present. So when you think about the quote unquote future, say five years from now, that's not going to feel like the future because that's just going to be the present. Does that make sense? I also personally frame it like that for my mind because I have a lot of anxiety about the future. So that personally helps me. But if you're someone who doesn't feel like that and doesn't go through that, maybe you're so excited for the future. And I am too. I just kind of have not really thought about it. I try to just be the best that I can be in the present and set myself up for a good future without worrying about it too much and not putting all of these strict things in my head that I need to do at certain times. That's personally helped me. Again, everyone's brain works differently. So whatever works for you works for you. I can only speak from my point of view and my point of view is that I just try to live in the present and I think you can still care about the future without worrying about it. That's kind of the point that I'm at. It's good to have goals. It's good to have things we want to achieve and experience in life. But by easing up on ourselves with the timeline that things quote unquote need to happen, I feel like that gives us more room to achieve them instead of the franticness and the anxiety that can come with that if things don't happen at a certain time. I'm so intrigued by the idea of who I'm going to be when I'm 30 because I know that I'm going to change so much. If I know one thing about the future, I know that everything's going to be different. I wonder what I'm going to value. I wonder what I'm going to care about. I wonder what my priorities are going to be by the time I'm 30, because that's pretty far off. It's nine years away, which isn't that far, but it's also not close. It's so interesting to talk about this with friends and ask them where they see themselves when they're a certain age and where I think I'm going to see myself when I'm a certain age, because our answers are always so different from each other. And that just goes to show how everyone's 
on a different path. We're never going to have the same path as someone else. And you can't always recreate the path that someone else has because you're not them. That can be kind of hard sometimes because a lot of insecurity with where we are at in our own lives stems from comparison and seeing what other people are doing with their life. I know that's hard to deal with seeing what other people are doing and other people that are doing well. It's really hard. Comparison plays a big role in that. And comparison is also the root of a lot of evil because a lot of jealousy stems from there. But when I feel down about this and start falling into the comparison hole, I find that focusing on my own goals and my own life helps because when you're doing your own thing, you find inspiration from others instead of jealousy. And that is something that I have learned so much. It's very, very easy to get jealous over other people's lives. I've gotten jealous. It's human nature. It's a human emotion to go through. And I think that's really normal. If you ever feel jealous... You're not a bad person for feeling jealous, but it can also be a very ugly thing because when people get jealous, when I used to get jealous over things, you kind of just become an unpleasant person because when you're jealous all the time, there's just a lot of negative energy surrounding that. But if you can change your mindset to finding inspiration from others rather than jealousy, because life is not a competition. That's what we have to understand. That's what I have to understand is that there's no competition for life. What I found when I was going through a bit of a rut and comparing myself and having some jealous feelings, I found myself getting jealous over lives that I didn't actually want. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you've gone through that, you kind of get it where you'll feel envious for a life that you don't even really desire, but at the same time, you're still feeling jealous and envious of it. I don't know why that is. I just think when we get into these negative mindsets, it's really easy to look at other people's lives and find them perfect and want them even if we don't actually want them. But like I said, I think the biggest thing that has helped me be a much more happy person in my own life is to start focusing on my own goals rather than, oh, what are other people doing? What are other people achieving? Stay in your own path, stay in your own lane. It's such a cliche thing like, oh, stay in your own lane. But when we're truly focusing on ourselves and what we want and our goals, you're gonna be so focused on that that you don't really have time to look at what other people are doing because you're pouring into yourself. And instead of being envious over what other people are doing, you feel happy for them. And that's such a good feeling to feel happy for other people. I've kind of come to that point where other people are achieving maybe bigger things than me, different things than me. And I just find happiness in that. And I'm happy for my friends because I'm working on my own things, my own goals that are different from theirs. And that's okay. Spend less energy on fixating on what other people are doing and take that energy and put it back into yourself because I've literally gotten into those holes where I will just be in this comparison mood. Pour more into your cup. Do not give the green-eyed monster cup anything. We're cutting that cup off, okay? I wanted to finish off this episode. I asked you guys on at my mind pod on Instagram, my podcast Instagram, definitely go follow there. I asked you guys for quotes about growing up. I didn't have any to share and I really love quotes. They really just hit the spot. So I asked you guys to share some quotes. Someone said, you never fully value something until it's gone. And that is so true. That kind of makes me think about how when I was living at my parents' house, I was always like, oh, I can't wait to move out. I can't wait to be an adult and move on and live on my own, live in my own place. And then once I did it, Obviously, this has been a very happy and exciting thing, but I didn't realize how much I was going to miss it. And I'm glad that instead of undervaluing the time that I had living with my parents, I really tried to soak in every moment of seeing them in the morning, having family dinner every night, getting to see my dog every day. Sometimes when you're always looking forward to the next thing, like I said before, we just forget to value what's truly with us in the present because things are never going to be the same. That's brought me a lot of comfort in moments that I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the next chapter. The chapter is not done yet. And when the chapter is not done, 
you got to keep reading. If you're going through something like that right now where you're kind of about to be in a transitional period of your life and all you can think about is the next thing to happen, try and slow down, take a step back, and just enjoy what's in front of you because when things aren't the same and you move on to the next thing, you don't realize how much you're going to miss what you don't think you're going to miss. This next person said, growing old is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Gotta keep satisfying our inner child. I wish someone had told me that it wasn't like the movies. This is also really true. Like I said, being adult sometimes is really overly romanticized and it gives us this kind of false hope that it's just going to be this perfect, amazing thing. I'm not trying to scare anyone that's young right now. As if I'm not young, I'm speaking like I'm 50 years old. Anyone that's young right now, I'm also young. Movies and what you see online of people growing up is the rose-colored version of everything. There's just a lot that we don't realize is going to happen when we get older. It would be nice if we were sold a little bit more of a realistic version of what growing up was like. But at the same time, if things were a little too realistic, I feel like it'd just make us live in fear and being scared of growing up. I don't know. I think there could definitely be a better balance between growing up being romanticized, like overly romanticized, and also being realistic. This person says, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, but even better things are still to come. I love this one because there's always things to look forward to. Another person says, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory, which I feel so much. I'm going to put in my two cents on this because I actually experienced this a lot. I was even saying this to like my sister and my parents yesterday at the wedding. I was like, we are literally going to look back on this moment and it's all going to be a memory. How wild is that? And it's just so crazy because even now as I'm saying that, it is a memory. Sometimes I struggle with that a lot. I'll be in a really happy moment and then my mind crowds myself with thoughts of this is gonna be a memory one day this is never gonna come back and then i just feel like oh my gosh i'm like sad for this moment to be over don't be sad in happy moments live them out yes happy moments won't last forever but how wonderful that we even get to experience happy moments another person says it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are that is by e e cummings every story must come to an end but every end is just a new beginning life comes in waves that kind of reminds me of a drake lyric i can't remember the song but he's like it's not the end of the world it's just the end of a world tell me why i was always hit so hard by that song i think that came out when i was like 15 or 16 i can't really remember and i was like wow sometimes things aren't the end of the world it's the end of a world mind-blowing think about that one how lucky am i to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard and that is by winnie the pooh I love that this person said this quote because I look at this quote often and I think we forget how lucky we are sometimes when things are hard to say goodbye to. And that's how I felt when I was saying goodbye to my childhood home and kind of my childhood life when I moved out. It was really tough and I would thought it would only be happy feelings because on the internet, moving out seems like the happiest thing in the world. But I was mourning a lot. I was mourning my childhood, mourning the time I had seeing my parents all the time because now... I don't see them as often, but at the end of the day, I'm really lucky to have something that's hard to give up. Another person says, stop assuming things aren't attainable for you. You decide that. Point blank period, queen. Yeah. (laughs) Another person says, it doesn't matter who you lose as long as it's not yourself, which I love this quote. When you grow up, you are going to have phases of people. You're going to have phases of friendships 
different relationships are going to come in and out of your life. You're going to go through different friend groups. Maybe you'll have different relationships. And that's really normal for things to phase in and out. I've gained new friends. I've lost old friends. I've kept a lot of friends, but I've also moved on from certain ones. And that's okay. You keep the memories. If they're good, then it's great to have the memories if they're bad. (laughs) You try to forget about it. But at the end of the day, and I always preach about this, you only have you. You never know who's going to come in and out of your life, but you know that you have yourself for the rest of your life. And that's why becoming your own friend, I think, is the most important thing in the world. Do more things for you. Do things that you like to do and go out on a little date with yourself. That's something I like to really do. Some people aren't super comfortable being alone, and I totally get that. I used to be pretty scared by that idea. But now it's something that I've learned to love and I feel so much more empowered and good about that rather than always relying on happiness from other people, validation from other people. I kind of look for that in myself now. There might be some times in your life where you lose yourself a little bit when you go through things and that's also completely normal, but you'll always find yourself again. You'll be rooted in who you are and the more you can practice being alone and learning to love your own company, you will feel so so good. If you can become your own best friend, that is one friend that you will not lose. That is the one friend you can 5 million percent count on no matter what. Making mistakes is a part of the experience. If you don't make mistakes, how will you learn? That is a really good one. I feel like sometimes we're scared to make mistakes, but mistakes is where you grow the most. None of us are perfect. We're all gonna mess up sometimes. I think we can all be a little more gracious with ourselves when we do mess up. Because it's a part of the human experience. And if you don't mess up, how are you ever going to learn? How are you ever going to grow? So I love that this person submitted that. Another person says, grow with the mindset that you can outgrow things. This is such a good one. It kind of relates back to what I was talking about, how our thoughts, our opinions can change as we get older. And that's totally okay and normal for them too. And I think they should change. Because as you get older, you realize more things, you experience different things, and it can give you a really different outlook on life. And instead of looking back and being like, oh, I'm so different than how I was. I outgrew so many things. Outgrowing things is definitely a part of the process. A carousel never stops turning. That's a very good analogy to life. Life will go on. Regret about the past or anxiety about the future doesn't change it. I wish I heard this. (gasps) Oh my gosh, I'm seeing the first rainbow outside of my apartment. I have to go take a picture of it. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have yet to see a rainbow from my apartment. Please hold. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Ah! (laughs) Oh my gosh. That had to be done. I am, (laughs) I'm so sorry for that brief intermission, but I, since the day I've moved in, been eagerly awaiting my first rainbow that I have seen from my apartment because the view is so pretty from it. And I've been dying to see a rainbow. So I just saw a rainbow. Anyway, moving on to the quotes again. (laughs) You will only ever always have yourself. So be nice to you today. I feel like I preach about this so much about how we are the singular most important person in our lives. And that's who we have to make proud. That's who we have to do things for. It's really easy to fall into the routine of doing things for other people, pleasing other people. But at the end of the day, life is about doing what's best for you. And that doesn't mean go be mean to other people because that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel good to do other people dirty. When you're nice to yourself, when you start to love yourself, and this is something I have noticed because it's something I've been working on is loving myself more and falling in love with myself, I feel like I just become a better person all around. It all works together for good. (gasps) This one is so good. Someone said, I'm going to finish off with this one. I feel like it's really, really powerful. 
Life is like a test. Everyone has a different paper and the ones who try to copy others fail. Need I say more? Wow, that was a good one. I'm going to think about that for a long time. That's kind of all my thoughts that I have right now. If I'm going to be honest, I feel like I blacked out for most of this and I feel like I went on every tangent possible. But the moral of the story here is that growing up is weird. There's no course, there's no online class to take about how to get through growing up. It's just a strange thing. It's a weird thing going from being a teenager to in your 20s. I'm sure one day when I'm 30, I'm gonna reminisce and mourn the life that I have right now. And that all circles back to living in the present. It's so cliche. But I've learned that it's okay for things to be cliche because sometimes things are cliche for a reason, because they're true. I hope this episode resonated with some of you. I feel like this was more me spilling my thoughts instead of giving maybe actionable advice. But then again, that's just what's on my mind today. Sometimes I'm going to have killer advice. Sometimes I'm kind of just venting about how I feel. I think today was a good mix of the both. I hope you enjoyed episode two. We'll be chatting again very soon next Wednesday. That was everything on my mind. Bye.